This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre, with expert commentary, analysis, and insights into the issues of the day. What makes a movie successful? Allegra Hadida thinks that the film industry is using the wrong yardstick, box office sales, as the key indicator that a movie is successful. Dr. Hadida believes this narrow approach to a film's success runs counter to the myriad platforms and factors that feed into whether a film is ultimately profitable, which today extends beyond attendance and initial box office. In the first wide-scale literature review of research on film performance, she says she revealed only the tip of the iceberg. Joint analysis of the connections between all dimensions of movie performance will become increasingly crucial if the industry wants to stay on top. Dr. Hadida has become a movie maker in her own right by producing a short social media-based video which she uses to convey the outcomes of her research. She says it's been well received by fellow academic students and film industry professionals. An acknowledged expert on that industry, Dr. Hadida says that as a strategist, she is completely obsessed, like her fellows, by the notion of performance. Now, when you look at a traditional manufacturing organization or manufacturing industry, performance seems fairly easy to assess or fairly easy to, de to define and determine. So as a manufacturing firm, what you would do is you would pr produce a product, you would do that to the standards that are required of you that you impose on yourself, and then you would sell the product and try to make a profit out of the sale. Now, things become slightly more complicated when you're dealing with the creative industries, because obviously here, You've got other dimensions of performance, some of them incommensurable, and different stakeholders than just the customer at the end of the value chain. Usually when I talk to people and I tell them that what I do mostly is do research in the creative industries, and in particular I do research issues of performance in the film industry and what makes movies successful or not, uh, the immediate reaction I usually have is people telling me, oh, you know, I go to the movies, let me tell you in five seconds what makes films successful and what makes films bomb. Actually, the reality is slightly more complicated than that. And if you look, for instance, at the research on the, the impact and the role of critics on film performance, so some uh, academic papers will tell you that critics have a positive influence on box office performance. Other academic research will tell you that critics have a negative influence. And then yet other research papers will tell you that critics have no influence whatsoever. And some others will tell you, hang on a minute, they don't have influence, however they are prescriptors of performance. Other papers will then tell you, well, they're neither prescriptors nor influencers, and others will say they are both prescriptors and influencers. So at the end of the day, this literature, you know, when you read it, it looks like a complete mess. So I basically thought, you know, why not, you know, now that the literature on motion picture performance is relatively mature, why not sit down, take stock of what has been written, and try to figure out actually what is happening. You reviewed 135 motion picture performance studies over a 35-year period, so you must have learned something. Well, there are six key findings of this research, and they are actually uh, mentioned in the Bridge video as well. The first one is that we are not measuring things right. 
um, the most of the research on motion picture performance actually focuses, well, actually makes the assumption of a normal distribution of revenues in cinema, which is absolutely wrong. Actually, the, re the distribution of revenues in cinema is highly skewed with a lot of movie not making that much money or actually losing money and very few movies making a lot of money. So what I suggest here, my first suggestion is basically to use non-normal distribution models to actually better account for what's happening in cinema. The second finding is that we are not measuring the right things in the sense that most studies actually focus on box office performance and on theatrical performance, domestic theatrical performance, when you know, lots of revenues actually now also come from television, from DVD, from Blu-ray, from digital, from uh, foreign markets, and we should take those into account as well. An example of that is, is Shawshank Redemption, isn't it? Because it didn't do very well in the box office, but when it went into other forms, it made a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. Shawshank Redemption is now one of the movies that is, that is watched the most and, and actually broadcast the most on television nowadays across countries. And it's also one of, I think it's one of the top best-selling best DVDs of all times. The third key learning of the research is that the dimensions of performance interact. The artistic dimension of performance will impact negatively or positively the commercial dimension of performance and vice versa. I was particularly interested in the fourth mm -hmm. finding and that was that studios pay a lot of money for the stars and the top directors and it's actually not always a very good investment. Yes, because no, what's actually happening is that stars actually get people to the movie theatres to watch the movie. But in actual fact, what they do is they appropriate most of the rent that they create through their fees. So at the end of the day, having casting a big star in a movie may not be the best idea in terms of optimizing the return on investment of the film. The fifth finding of the study is that the assumption that professional critics know better than spectators is actually not empirically validated. What the research shows is that professional critics and spectators alike will share the same perception of which movies should be included in the best films of all time list. However, spectators will deliberately go to the movies to see films that are not on this list just to be entertained. What they would do as well is groups of spectators would go to the movies together to see those movies with a high entertainment factor rather than a high artistic recognition factor, again, just to be entertained and just to have a great social experience with friends. The last point you make is that there could be greater awareness of local or regional production. The sixth finding of the study is that there is a very strong national preference going on in the film industry. In other words, if a spectator perceives that the level of entertainment of two movies is equal, they will go and see the local product rather than the import. I get the impression that those 135 studies could have been a waste of time. They all have recommendations in them that have not actually been acted on by the industry. Well, there's two things here. The first question that you raise is, are those 135 studies a complete waste of time? And my answer to that is absolutely not. They're all extremely important. Each and every one of them has actually helped us get a better understanding of what is actually going on in terms of motion picture performance at different levels with different stakeholders, etc. So I would not discard any one of those studies. The second point you raise is the issue of basically why haven't those recommendations been taken on and followed. Well, I think the first explanation of why they haven't been taken on and followed is because, once again, 
industry professionals, industry practitioners do not read academic journals. So this knowledge hasn't been transferred to them. And there's something else happening here, which is that it's very likely and it's actually highly possible that us academics don't know on some dimensions, don't know at all as much as industry professionals. And that's also the purpose of this study and the purpose of the video, the Bridge Video Initiative to communicate the study is to engage forcefully in a dialogue with industry professionals uh, with the idea that pulling together our knowledge and our understanding of the industry, we will learn even more than what we know at the moment. An opening point in the video is that nobody knows anything, yet at the end you admit that actually somebody does know something. Well, the opening point of the video is William Goldman's very famous quote that nobody knows anything. And this quote actually has become a mantra in the film industry. Well, what the research shows is that actually quite a few people know something, and some people actually know a lot about motion picture performance. Now, the question is, again, pooling our resources, communicating with industry professionals as well as other academics to make sure that we all can take stock of what we know and can move forward and learn even more on those dimensions. Allegra Hadida, thank you very much. This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series. Thank you.